0: From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen Gen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the Next Gen Advisory Task Force, and for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up-and-coming financial advisors.
1: Hey all, it's Alana Phillips here to talk with Joe Fink, a wholesaler with Lincoln Financial Distributors. Thanks for hanging out with me today, Joe.
0: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
1: You have, I think, such a great philosophy around style and how to express yourself through style in an industry that is very, you know, white shirt, blue suits. So Joe, you have a very unique style. You've got your bow tie on. I know you hand tie your bow ties. You are known as Bowtie Joe. And I think that brand and that style is so unique and memorable, like you have attempted to be. Do you have a place where you draw the line, though, between style and this business professional world that we operate in in financial services?
0: That's a really good question, especially when it comes to what's that line. And every day I'm always trying to evaluate what is that line. And what I try to do is in subtle ways, push the envelope. Right. I'm not gonna go out there and make these crazy statements, you know, that are outrageous, but I'm gonna wanna try to find one thing that's very traditional and find my own way to modify it, right? To slightly push the status quo and effect change on those kind of small little baby steps.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I I know, Joe, that is why you and I have clicked because I certainly have that little rebellious gene of my own with my hot pink sparkle blazers. So um, you know, I think for our Next gen folks coming into the industry, it's such a small population, right? It's like less than 7% of the advisor population is under 35. It's a very, very small group. And we do tend to be a little rebellious. So, I think it's hard to attract folks when we don't look like we're fun and sexy and a uh, really cool industry. How do you think we can encourage next-gen folks to join us in this fight? And will it change as we have more of us that, that are doing things like that?
0: I really hope so. I think we have to, again, look at the demographics of our industry, right? If you Google, right, the average age of a financial advisor, it's their mid-50s. And if you think about it right, you know you can't work forever as time goes on as folks you know continue to get older they're looking at. You know, cutting back maybe retiring you know, looking at passing that business down to the next generation, and so there's a tremendous opportunity for young people to get involved to get in this industry. Because also, not only are we talking about the advisors let's talk about the clientele and look at the US census. 72 million people are in that you know, millennial demographic. So they're the ones in that adult generation that are either currently or soon going to become the client base. And so, you know, how do we appeal to that generation as clients, right? And I think part of that goes back to our own way of being who we are, dressing the way we want, making this industry a little bit more inviting. I think there's just such a tremendous opportunity
1: I think that's fair. I know I get pushback from, you know, the more senior advisors that I have worked with when we have folks that come in and want to show their style and they want to do probably usually more than a bow tie, you know, it is not a good idea to infuse things like that into meeting with clients because this is a you know young kid coming in to talk about a client's financial life right their money their livelihood does it matter that you know money is this huge serious topic in our industry does that change how we should think about style and fashion
0: i think historically money has been a very taboo topic right? It, it's something that we get very uncomfortable to talk about. It's something that you only talk about in certain very serious settings. But I think as we get more comfortable and we help encourage individuals to have that conversation, right? We want to talk and have these conversations about money on a more regular basis. And we want to make it more comfortable, right? A lot of reasons why, you know, maybe young folks don't want to sit down with a financial advisor is because they feel uncomfortable that you know, do they need to get dressed up to go to this office, right? So, you know, we need to kind of meet potential clients where they are. And I think in this virtual space, I think we've really seen how clients have really appreciated the more laid back, the less serious, the more casual way of interacting. And I think advisors have had the opportunity to do this because, hey, we're all in the same boat. We're all working from home. We're all living in the midst of a pandemic, right? So I think there's been a little bit more grace for people to be a little bit more casual, take a little bit more risk, take that opportunity to share a little bit more about themselves, not just in what they're wearing, but the way they set up their home office You know, one thing I talk about a lot with my coworkers as wholesalers, right? We're constantly going into financial advisors' offices. And so every day we're going in, we're seeing what's on the wall, we're seeing what's on the desk. We learn a lot about our advisors just within those first few seconds. But how do they get to know who I am? Well, my bow tie and you know, sometimes I'll wear my you know championship ring from college and that'll start up a conversation, but now, I love this work from home space because I have the opportunity to set up my office in a way where you can learn a lot more about me. And you know, technically right now, it's, I don't have the space to really do that, I'm in transition. But in theory, I built a space where you can learn a lot about me just from the photos on the wall, what's around my desk. And I think the work from home space has really elevated the opportunity to express yourself more.
1: You're sort of a mind reader, Joe, in terms of where I hope this conversation would go because it almost sounds like we as an industry have perpetuated this serious, uncomfortable feeling around money by the space in which we talk about it and what we wear when we're talking about it, right? If I feel like I need to dress very rigid and professional because we're sitting in this you know, mahogany desk room with white walls and pictures of a man and woman retiring, then it really changes the dynamic of how comfortable I feel talking about money, right? So if you're in your own personal space you're telling me we're going to get maybe a different relationship with money that could come out of this?
0: I agree. I agree a hundred percent.
1: So how can next-gen folks in especially this virtual world think about themselves as somebody that puts that message out to their clients, right? If they have style or space, what can they do to send those right messages to their clients?
0: I mean I think it's a little bit what we talked about in this virtual space not only you know what you're wearing you know how you dress but I think it's you know thinking about what you put behind you right what do you allow kind of out in the space for your clients your prospective clients to learn about you and I kind of think of it in these interactions it's kind of like dating right when you go on a first date or rather when I go on a first date with someone I'm not throwing everything about myself all at once
1: no, you don't just put it all out there. Let's talk about kids. When are we getting married?
0: <laughs> no, I want to baby steps, baby steps. i gotta I gotta have you fall in love with me first. And so I need to be very uh, <laughs> particular <laughs> and very specific in the the image and the the story I want to convey. And I think similarly with financial advisors, right? You want your clients to perceive you in a certain way. And I think by the way you dress and by the the images you put up, I think helps to accomplish
1: that. I think that is such a great thought, Joe. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll pick up right where we left off.
0: Give your clients the retirement security they need with our Retirement Income Certified Professional designation. Visit theamericancollege.edu RICP to learn more.
1: Learn how a goal based approach redefines 21st century investment with our Wealth Management Certified Professional designation. Bring your value to a new level at theamericancollege.edu slash WMCP. Joe, let's pick that discussion up where we left off. So I think almost in opposition to that, Joe, I wonder, you know, when you are da- using dating as the example, there's some danger if you put out messages about yourself, because you think that's what the other person wants, that you end up in a relationship that doesn't work and has problems, right? and the same for clients, right? If our next gen folks are putting out messages that they're this very rigid, serious person in a blue suit and a white shirt, that like, that is who they're going to be in the future. And that's not, true of a lot of our next-gen folks. So how do they you know, use that space? They've got sort of an additional canvas now with a virtual world, and we see their background to really show who they are as a person and what it would be like to work with
0: them in the future. That's such a good point. You know, I, Again, I keep thinking about how historically, right, this industry, you have kind of a dress code, right? It's the blue or white button-down shirt, blue suit, black shoes, long necktie, and, and that's it but for some people that might be just who they are but for some people we want to do something different we want to show who we really are and i think that's by again little things like the bow tie by the pink jacket by the artwork in your background i think the work from home space i think has really allowed for more of those opportunities to really get to know your clients and for your clients to get to know you And so I I really am hopeful that this will continue on. Once we kind of return back to in-person, you know, my sales manager once said, or has been saying COVID-19 has not been a business disruptor. It's been a business transformer, right? We are transforming the way we do business based off of, you know, this new working situation. So I'm excited for, for what's to come.
1: Yeah. I think that dress code has been a turnoff for a lot of folks. I know as a lady, I I'm fortunate. I think I missed the like women having to wear a pantsuit phase. Cause that is just not that cute, at least on me. And then there's plenty of women, you know, that's your style. I love it. I I completely support it. Wear the pantsuit own it. I would probably make mine sparkly if I had to do it, but you know, yeah, as, as we change that dress code, we probably will appeal to more folks. And, and so I guess for our next gen folks, I just want you guys to know, Joe and I are here. We're showing our style. We will gladly be disruptors with you and tow that line of style and professionalism because I think we can do both. And our industry is definitely moving towards a, a more authentic way of putting yourself into the world.
0: And can I just add one more thing? I do think it's important to acknowledge that the way we talk about professionalism in this industry was invented years ago for a very small subset of the world right it was mainly geared for white married men and i think right now as you know i think about my black and indigenous and people of color friends where they don't fit into that definition you know and i use the example of in california the crown act right which is the creating a respectful and open workplace for natural hair act back in 2019 you know the fact that we had to pass a bill To allow people of color to wear their hair naturally and allow that to be professional it makes me kind of question why we define professionalism, the way we do, and how we can work on adjusting that to make that more inclusive for more people.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important. I mean, you talked about the demographics of our industry and we are 85% white and 86% male. And so that original dress code was for a group of individuals that the industry doesn't serve as much anymore. So, you know, there's an example of the the piano, which we should all be familiar with, was created for white men to play. And so the size of the piano keys and the way the piano is structured is based on a man's hands. And so the piano industry has since changed and they would like to have female pianists, but unless they change the piano, women's hands are not really going to change in size. So, you know, our industry is sort of like that piano. There's no reason that it had to be built that way. There's no reason we had to have the dress code be this way. So are we willing to change it and change that piano so that other folks can feel comfortable being themselves here?
0: I love that
1: example. I, you know, I, I continue to ask the question, Joe, and I appreciate your, your answers to it. You know, are we willing to change it? And will other folks continue to want to make those changes? I certainly hope so. I do too.
0: For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.